Welcome to Dream Chasers Radio, where we are always daring to be different. Get ready, get ready, get ready to be inspired. Let's get moving toward our goals. And here to make that happen is our host, Yaya Diamond. Uh, what's up, what's up, what's up? It's another episode of the Yaya Diamond Dream Chasers Radio Show with me, your host, Yaya Diamond. I am excited to be here, of course, as always. You're listening to us on 97.5 FM, North Community Radio in North Coast, Florida, as well as on Bombay B Radio in New York City and all of the Caribbean Community Radio Station and, of course, the Dream Chasers Radio Network. Thank you again so much for being an avid listener of this station. I mean, we have guests on this show today that are just going to blow your mind. I have them back to back to back tonight because I feel like we need a dose of, just a dose of information, but not only that, inspiration. That's what we're here to do, inspire you to reach your goals. It's the things we do to reach our goals, the things we do to reach our goals. And, you know, after working all day long, being tired, do you still go at it? Do you still do it? That's dedication. And we have plenty, plenty of people all over the world that do this every single day. And I want to introduce you to our first guest. I want to say thank you so much for calling in. Please tell everybody who you are and what you do, please. Hi, Hello. Yeah. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, do you hear me? No problem. All right, so tell everybody who you are and what you do. I know who you are. Yeah, so, uh, I'm Grant Smith. I mean, uh, I kind of do a lot of things. Right now I'm up in uh, Fort Benning, Georgia, uh, in the Army going through airborne school. But um, before I did that, I was in Oklahoma. I started when I was 12 just singing and playing on the side of the street. And, uh, kind of grew into a, a lot of great opportunities for me there and moved to Los Angeles when I turned 18 and, did some fun stuff there. That's really what I'm all about. It's just uh, I grew up there, did blues since I was born, and then uh, mm-hmm. kind of took a hiatus to come serve. Mm. Now, tell me what, I mean, you know, okay, so that's all good and that's all dandy, but what about the journey? I mean, you know, what was it like for you? Well, so when I was uh, – first starting I mean when I was when I was younger I got into music when I was around five years old uh started hitting the piano um I just noticed like it, it, it made people around me happy like some some issues with family life and things like that and whenever I hopped on it time to brighten things up and so I thought to myself like that's what I'm gonna do for the rest of my life and um when I when I finally made like the big jump uh when I turned 18 and I moved to Los Angeles it was I mean obviously for anybody doing that dropping college and all of that just to go do music and there were some there were some rough times. So what I what I did is I, I rented a, a tiny room that wasn't even a room, uh above a garage. And I uh I used to take three hours of buses over to Disneyland and I would sing outside just a guitar and a little tip hat. And uh some days you'd make twenty bucks, some days you'd make just enough for bus ride back. Uh some days it could be as much as three hundred dollars. Um and I remember thinking to myself every now and then, I mean, I'd have six hours singing outside, three hours of buses, and then three hours of buses back. And I'd have maybe an hour to sleep. 
still like make time for the gym every now and then or whatever. And uh, I remember thinking to myself, like maybe, you know, maybe they were right. Maybe not really going to work out for me, but I, I just always had something, something in me. Every time I got out there, I just remember why I was there. I'd sing and I'd see somebody smile and think, I mean, what's the point of coming this far just to come this far? And so I kept, I kept pushing through. I just kept remembering that like, all right, this is, this is what I'm here for. And, um, over time and there were harder times when I was, I was homeless in Los Angeles and things like that. And I just kept singing and remembering why I'm here, why I'm doing this. I didn't come this far just to come this far. I didn't move from Oklahoma to California just to, to quit on myself. And, uh, eventually I got a pretty good break, uh, with a company called Sonic box, uh, there in West Hollywood. And, um, they took me in, uh, I guess they saw <laughs> something that they wanted. Wow. And, um, started started paying I was 20 bucks an hour at the time just singing uh eight hours a day streaming online talking to fans and writing songs and I mean uh through that I got to record my first album when I was 18 uh at a a great studio over there just me and a piano and then through through that just kind of the connections I made I met my producer uh Mark Solomon who's been awesome to me we've we've made a lot of really amazing uh songs together and we just kind of really vibe and uh when, when i was out there i mean it was just kind of surrounding myself with people that had kind of the same mindset like we're never gonna quit we're never gonna go back on what we said we would do and uh, a lot of it just became mental uh, i mean there were times when i was exhausted i couldn't eat because I couldn't afford it, I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. But I'd maybe spend twenty dollars on studio time, just to try to get that one song out there that's gonna do something for me. And uh, uh, everything that I've ever done, from from music to, to physical kind of health problems that I've had, to anything that I've come across in the army, has been the same way. There's just you just gotta remember, this is why I'm here. This is what I came for, and I didn't come this far. It's just come this far. Wow, wow, and wow. I've heard so many Yeah, this is, I mean, the journey, the journey, the things we do to reach our goals. And that's why I thought this this particular show would be named that because I needed a journey behind the, the, the desire to pursue, you know, that dream. Wow, mm-hmm. being hopeless, I've heard of that. In in uh, California, in, in you know, in other words, tell me your, tell me how you got out of that, uh, specifically in your mind, because that's that's a that's a big emotional toll. Yeah, I mean, um, like what it's like to be out there is. Uh, yeah, but not even if you have a home. Yeah, even if you have a home in Los Angeles, it's it's a really lonely town. Um, I mean, I, I come from a super small town, thousand people, everybody knows each other and smiles, but, uh, in Los Angeles, even, even I'll, I'll start there. Even when you have a home, it's, it's lonely because there's so many people around and, uh, nobody smiles. Nobody says, Hey, nobody waves. Everybody just puts their headphones in and, and keeps their face front. And, um, especially when you're homeless, it gets, it gets a lot worse because people make a lot of assumptions. Uh, you know, like this must be why he's here. He's did something wrong, or you know, he's drugs or something like that. And so, what what it comes to is you start. I mean, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. You start talking to yourself. 
Nobody will talk to you. Um, you, mm-hmm. you start going a little bit crazy. It's there's. It's good to have that intrinsic motivation in yourself always, but having people around for any small thing, even just to say, hey, is a really big thing. Like if you see somebody that's homeless or you see somebody that just looks like they could use a hey, just say it just just for fun. Um, because every so often, even even if you're strong and independent and all of that, really helps to have somebody there just to talk to for a second. Well, and that's that's what I started doing when I when I noticed that I was hitting some sort of rock bottom was the the moment that I uh I slept in a Wendy's bathroom on, on Sunset Boulevard. And I thought to myself, you know, this I, I, I kinda looked back at my like childhood and thought like this isn't what I have been building up to. This isn't what I was I was going for. Um so I mean something's something's gotta give, something's gotta change and what I noticed was that the mentality starts to you start to circle the drain as like something gets harder and harder you start to get more depressed more depressed and it gets harder and harder to wake up every morning and so uh, I started going back to what I had originally wanted to do making people happy and so I would kind of find these single serving friends like I would go out and just have one or two conversations with somebody and just that little bit of kind of like human connection really helps that that little bit of just like, hey, how was your day? And watching somebody smile and talk about, you know, they had a really great drive to work or they saw a puppy or something made them happy. It just surrounding yourself with that kind of happy mentality, going to little places where just people are happy helps a lot. But um, there's, there were definitely times where it was hard to keep the motivation up. Um, but those times come in for, for lots of people. I uh, When I was... I think I was 15. Uh, we found out that I actually have a, uh, a heart defect, and it was kind of bothering me when I was running and working out and stuff, and I couldn't really do much. Um, and you know, I thought to myself, that was the first time that I made like a, I had hit a bit a big obstacle, um, and thought to myself, like I can sit around and let it eat me up uh, unless I do something about it, and that's why. Um, you know, anybody that knows me or has seen me uh, a lot knows I've got a, a tattoo on my right arm that says, unless, like, unless I do something about it, things are just going to keep spiraling and circling that drain. Um, and I just kept reminding myself that every time I was in Los Angeles and things weren't going my way, I just thought <clears throat> I can let it eat me away unless I get up and I change the situation. Um, mm-hmm. there, there was a great, I had a, I had a commander in, uh, AIT at Fort Sam Houston, uh, that said hard situations don't pass or yeah, hard situations don't last hard people. do. Um, and I agree. It, it doesn't matter what's going on around you. It's, it's always, you know, what's, what's in you that's going to push you through that. And some people last and some people just need to find it. Wow. And now that you're serving in the U.S. Army, thank you so much for your service. Um, oh, thank you. You know, how did, how did you get from the street to there? It was actually um, not right away from streets to Army. So I um, I was I was homeless in, in, in L.A., and um, I ended up finding a, a great friend that had a couch. <clears throat> excuse me, and let me kind of get back on my feet. And um, 
I started going out singing more. I actually became a personal trainer um, for groups at a gym and just kind of motivating people and, uh, because of my health issues that I had overcome and uh, started doing uh, private fitness training and going on runs with people and just trying to kind of get people out of the same loop that I was in, the, where you just you keep getting down on yourself and it just seems to get harder and harder. But I found that you know exercise helps, and I thought I could help. And I had a lot of great fun doing that, a lot of great opportunities. And this is around the time I had uh, been making a lot of great music with my producer. And then after that, I uh, I thought, you know, this is this is great, but I need something more stable. So <clears throat> I actually found a job in Santa Monica as a um, uh, like a marketing manager for e-commerce businesses. So anybody that's selling on on their website or on Amazon or anything like that, we would set up um, advertising campaigns. Uh, I went in; they didn't know my age uh, <laughs> at first when they interviewed me. They just thought that I kind of had the personality that it takes to work with in the business world. And um, I, I didn't even care what they paid me. I just thought it would be a lot of fun to kind of help people grow their ideas and, you know, their businesses. And so I went in, and uh, every morning at 3 in the morning, I'd wake up, take uh, some more train rides and some more walks uh, to Santa Monica, uh, work until – 3.30 in the afternoon, I'd be the first one in, last one out, and uh, they ended up making me manager after a couple of months, and uh, <coughs> life life was looking good, I was paying bills, the, um, the apartment of the friend that gave me the couch to sleep on, I actually ended up owning the apartment, uh, and he had moved out to go uh, further his career, um, and I, I just... I was lucky enough to be able to keep that apartment for a little while. And it was, I mean, it was a North Hollywood apartment. It was fifteen fifty a month. It was um, wild. But with this job that I had had and the raises they had given me, um, I mean, I was able to keep it up and I was, I was feeling really good. But uh, I've always thought that um, it's important to kind of take some, some pride in the country and serve. And so I, I, I broke the news to him. I said, you know, I'm going to go serve for four years. And they com- they completely understood, but yeah, it, it wasn't uh, straight from the streets to the army. It was actually streets, and then kind of had to bring myself up to that level to where I could be strong enough, tough enough, and been far enough in my career in music to be able to say, okay, I can go take a break, put my life on hold a little bit, and go do my duty. Wow. I mean, wow. What what a wow! I am just I am so proud of you, so proud of you Thank because you. a lot of people let this get them down and keep them down. Like you said, it's it's a lonely life and and you kind of go crazy during that time. Um, wow! So tell me about your music. Well, uh, I consider myself a blues musician. Some people disagree. <laughs> uh, just based on a couple of the songs that I've made with my producer, kind of poppier, but um, essentially my music kind of boils down to the way that I got started. Uh, like I said, I was five years old. I started on the piano and I just started singing, and uh, a couple years later, I got started on the guitar. Um, most of my music, the way that I like to think of it, like I'm not going to put out a song that can't be just sung around a campfire. Um, mm. I, I think it's important to me to just make solid kind of down-to-earth music 
Um, so most of my music you'll find, like with my album, Empty Words, um, it's just me and a piano. Uh, I just walked in and said, guys, all I need is a, a grand and a mic. And they set me up. <laughs> and uh, I'm not one of those guys that likes to take a whole lot of takes. Like, I don't like doing music videos, things like that, because it kind of just feels unreal to me. It doesn't just feel authentic. So um, I recorded Empty Words in about 30 minutes. It was like 10 songs, something like that. And uh, oh I took three God. hours for the studio. <laughs> and they said, is that it? Yeah, I guess I guess we're done here. Um, same thing with my producer. He totally understands that, that live music sound. You get it. Usually your first take is one of the best because it's it's what's more real. You're feeling it. You're warmed up by then. And um, so usually I'll go in and I'll finish a song in an hour or two. And that's really what I try to bring out with my music is that I want it to be authentic because I want somebody to listen to it and, you know, feel something with it. I don't want them to listen to it and think, okay, yeah, this is catchy or this sounds really well produced. I, if the quality is poor, but the song is really, really great and it resonates with people, that's at the end of the day, that's what matters. If, mm-hmm. if somebody can go away with it and say, you know, that really touched me, that really helped me. Same thing when I was, uh, when I was training people or anytime I talk to a friend that kind of needs some help, like all I want for them is to kind of see that I feel where they're coming from and they're not alone. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's it's important for them because people ask me like if I want to make people happy why do I make such sad songs uh, <laughs> and I think it's important to kind of like give in to those feelings every now and then it's okay to be sad and just kind of open up to it because then it's easier to to grow from it right it totally is and from where you come uh, to where you are now that is commendable and I do have the music playing in the background let me just turn it up a little bit so people can hear it. So that's blank pages. You guys mm-hmm. gotta go and listen to this. It's amazing. I love it. I absolutely love it. I think it's wonderful. I think it's beautiful. It's pensive. Um, it's definitely something that you would have to think about. Uh, when you're listening, it kind of makes you go into a different um, mood and kind of think about mm-hmm. your life, you know? Amazing. Amazing. So I went to itsgrant.com. That's itsgrant.com. And that's where you can get the music and listen to it on Spotify. So what's next for you? Um, I know you're in the Army, uh, but when you get out of the Army, because, you know, what, what what are you planning on doing? Uh, I'm going to be doing the same thing that I've been doing the last <laughs> 10 years. <laughs> um, right now I've got, I've got two, I just finished my training in, in Fort Sam. So, uh, so I'm qualified as a combat medic. Uh, now I'm just here at Fort Benning to get my, uh, airborne qualification to basically just jump out of planes and <laughs> so oh that God. I can go to be stationed in North Carolina. And, um, if I stay in the brigade that I'm set to be set in, uh, we should deploy in July or April. I think to Afghanistan or Syria. And then uh, once I'm back and settled, uh, I plan on recording another album. This time probably going to go just acoustic guitar and vocals, maybe a few percussions, just kind of some things that I've written while I've been in the Army, uh, some things that I've Mm -hmm. learned. Um, And then after the four years, uh, I'm probably going to take 
a good year to tour around as much as I can and just play as many concerts mm-hmm. as I can and keep doing the same thing I've been doing since I was 12. Well, my thoughts are with you as you get de- deployed and that you come back healthy and Thanks. and ready to do and conquer the world with your music. Thank you again so much for, for being on Dream Chasers Radio. Do you have any any but I mean I know you've gone through so much. You've done so much. You've accomplished so much. So much. Do you have any suggestions for the people that are listening that are going through right now? Yeah, actually, uh, just a a small story. This week actually came up for me. Um, like like I said, I'm I'm here. Uh, in about a week, we're gonna do five jumps at thousand two hundred and fifty feet from a. Uh, C-130, uh, and I've got some friends mm-hmm. here that are they're quit they're quitting because they don't want to do it because they're afraid. And um, I kind of asked myself like, when I get up there to jump, am I going to be that afraid? Um, and I think the the big thing that I've noticed here, and anything else that I've done in life, like moving from Oklahoma or uh, anything wild, <laughs> enlisting in the army, putting out an album, I mm-hmm. think the biggest thing is is just jump. Just jump and trust. That's it. If, yeah. if you're facing some sort of decision and, and you think maybe it could work out, maybe it won't, um, it's just like jumping out of a plane. Just jump. Wow. Trust. Yeah. And I think I think yeah. that's what I've uh, learned the most here and just throughout, throughout life. Sometimes it's, it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be scary. But just mm-hmm. jump and give it your all. Grant, man, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, you are truly an inspiration. Um, wow, I mean, I can't say anything because I haven't, I haven't been there. But I'm so glad that you give your story the way you have, and showing people that no matter how the circumstances may turn against you, you know, no matter where you find yourself, even in the bathroom of a Wendy's, things aren't always as bad as. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you so you much. So I really appreciate the opportunity. Ah, oh, it, it was such a pleasure having you on, and I hope that you come back. And again, when you come back, come back on the show and tell us all about everything. And the jump, I want to know about it. Okay, I want to. Know. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. All right. All right, then, Grant. Until next time. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye bye. Wow. Wow. What wow! What an inspiration! That's all. I I don't have anything else to say. I have nothing else to say. When we reach rock bottom and we think things are just not going to turn around, they usually do. We just gotta be patient, and and they're gonna there's gonna be a couch. <laughs> there's gonna be a couch waiting for you to sit on. Wow! And as I uh. I mean, you just got to go to the site. So that's itsgrant.com. Listen to the music. You can get that on Spotify as well. And uh, Grant Smith, you are definitely someone to look up to. And I want to thank all you listeners for tuning in today and listening to this wonderful, inspirational message. Uh, We'll be right back. Don't you go nowhere.
while we wait for our next guest to give a call in and they should be calling in any moment now so I might have to interrupt the 
the song. So here it is, James Anthony. Just like a dream She showed up in the front door Baby, are you ready? She told me what she wants This is what she's looking for She wants love, 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 love She's looking for love, love, love And baby, I'm the one
Mind to Fire, I Remember the Days. We're going to go ahead and continue with our interviews today. I am so excited. I mean, wow, what a wonderful first interview. And you know what? We have so many diverse stories here on Dream Chasers Radio. And I want to welcome my next guest. Thank you so much for calling in. Please tell everybody who you are and what you do, please. Hi, too. I'm blessed, baby. It's your boy, Young Trouble, man. Y'all already know, man. Straight out of Florida. What's up, Young? What's up? You already know. You already know. You're doing the thing. <laughs> so tell me, tell me, tell me about your name. How'd you, how'd you do that? How'd you get that? Young Trouble? Well, I actually got that in the streets. Young trouble means basically the trouble that you get in from a youth that's going to follow you for the rest of your life, you know what I'm saying, depending on how you live. And so with that in mind, you actually made that your name. Why? I mean, I mean I've been through it all. I've been mm-hmm. in and out of jail over 20 times. I mean, it's only right. It's realistic. And now what, okay, so now that you're you're here, you're moving forward with your life. Well, definitely. How, 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 how have you changed? How have you changed that, that motion towards, you know, being more positive? Oh, yeah, most definitely. I've been focusing on being more positive, you know, just staying out of trouble, you know what I mean? Just staying in the studio working, you know what I mean? Back then, I was in and out of the streets. You know, now I'm more focused. I'm in the studio doing more interviews, you know what I'm saying, doing more shows, things of that nature. Wow. You know, I, I mean, you know, there are many, many people out there that have gone through or are going through what you've went through. And at your age, how, I mean, how did you make that transition, though? What changed for you? Well, I had to retransition really my focus, you know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> going to jail so many times, you know what I mean? Being away from your family, being away from the things that you love most, it makes you understand that what you what you need to be doing, you know what I mean, overall. Because I have a son out here. It's not like I could just be in jail. I have to be taking care of him, so, you know. Mm-hmm. Wow. And and now that you got your music and you're going forward with your with your life, what adjustments have you had to make to help yourself stay away from the trouble? Besides oh, the music, away. like life yeah, adjustments. Yeah, I had to stay away from the negativity. That's that's a that was a mm-hmm. major adjustment for me. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I was always in the hood. I mean, I was always in the streets. I mean, I'm well connected. I know everybody, so it was it was hard for me. Everybody was always calling my phone, but I had to change my number and you know, just do different things right. when I came up. Wow. Wow. That that must have been a little bit difficult, uh, for you. You know, 'cause well, it wasn't habits. that difficult. Mm-hmm. I gotta be honest with you, because a lot of my a lot of my closest friends was deported, so it wasn't that difficult. Uh. That's good. So you had that support system. How how important is that support system when you're trying to change your life? It's very important. It's very important. 
But I think change starts with you. You know what I mean? If you don't want to change, then you won't change. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. You definitely have to understand the difference of what you're doing and, you know, your, first, your goals. Because a lot of people in the streets out here, they don't have goals. Right. You're right. You're right. Now, you know, I don't hold nothing against anybody. Everybody's gone through something to help someone else. When you come out of this whole thing and you're looking at it from the inside out, I mean, from the outside in now, and you're outside and you're looking in, what was the one thing that if you could change, you would change? And now that you've changed it, you know, how does that make you feel? Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't regret anything I've done in my life. Um, so I wouldn't say I would have changed my past, but, you know, in order to change, you have to go through things, you know what I mean? So I feel like mm-hmm. the things that I've been through, you know, it helped me as a person. So, I mean, like, wow. as far as changing, you know what I mean? I I completely changed as a person because I realized, you know, who my real friends are, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's important. That's important. And so how does this work now that you've gone through what you've gone through, you've experienced all the things, and you've kicked out the negativity, you're, you've changed your cycle. Now, how does this affect your music? Well, it affects my music in a positive way, actually. I've been making a lot of music uh, related to my life, you know, past love, <clears throat> love relationships, things of that nature, you know, unreleased music. But, you know, I got a couple big features coming through. And, you know, I'm just waiting on releasing my new album, which is uh, The Rehab Resort, which should be released in December of this year. Oh, congratulations. Thank you very much. No problem. Now, you have a song I have over here called Money Talk. Tell me about that. Money Talk. It's just basically speaking about how we live in Florida, you know, I don't know if you know, but you know Florida, Florida, any anywhere you go, depending on the person, you know guys in Florida stand out. I know I stand out. I was in Atlanta and everybody was looking at me like I'm a tourist, and I definitely looked like one. <laughs> but uh, Florida guys stand out, you know what I mean, from their dress, their gold, you know, <clears throat> and basically what we do is we basically put our money on the forefront. So basically what, what I was speaking about in the song, basically how we let our money talk for us, basically. We don't like to have conversations too much. We're very short with words. So that's All right, basically. well, we're going to put that right here on Drew Chase's radio. Here it is, Young Trouble with Money Talk. <laughs> Money talk, money talk, I just let my money talk I got so much money coming in, I need a money book Money talk, money talk, I just let my money talk I got so much money coming in, I need a money book Money talk, money talk, I 
and talk, do it. I most definitely will. I definitely will. Okay. All right, then. All right, then, Young Trouble. That was Young Trouble right here on G Chase's video with his song, Money Talk. Much and I'm love. sitting in Florida, too, so I know what you're talking about. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, then. Until next time. All right. Until next time, baby. All right. Sweetness. Let me tell you. Wow. You know, getting your life together is easy when you have that support system. And I and I truly, truly pray that he continues to succeed. Because I'm telling you, it, it, it's definitely a lot easier when you have that support system. Wow. So you can reach him on Instagram at Young Trouble. That's Y-O-U-N-G-T-R-O-U-B-L. And follow him and encourage this young man. He's out, and he's doing great things, and he's taking care of his son. To me, that's the most important part of it all as he gets his life together and um, just continues in his, in his, uh, his journey. And uh, we're going to go ahead and take another short break with music as we uh, get ready for our next interview. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and just kind of grab something here. Who I haven't played in a long time. Let's do Shazzy Moon. Here we go.
just to watch it fall Why you always worry about what he said And she said When all that really matters is what we say There's more to life than winning every argument Something nothing ever satisfies Used to look at me in light up Now you look at me and fight I still look to you to fly My mistake and I know why You don't look at me no more Like I'm the moon up in the sky Hold your face and tell you how much I love you You look at me and tell me that you do too Are you in love with me or the memories of us too? Do what you do, 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 do what you do
that was revolution was bastard. <laughs> I love it. Wow, wow. Again, we have had wonderful, inspirational stories today. You know, I come up with these titles, and I don't know most of the time what these guests have gone through. I just come up with with these titles because I feel like we need to talk about this, the things we do to reach our goals. You know, the first guest that we had on, which was Grant Smith, he moved to L.A. He was homeless. He's now in the U.S. Army. He's serving. But he had such a wonderful, beautiful struggle. Beautiful now. wasn't beautiful then. So you need to go back if you're just listening and tuning in right now on June Chasers Radio. You're listening to us on 97.5 FM, Real Community Radio in Northport, Florida, as well as on Bomb Baby Radio and uh, the Dream Chasers Radio Network, as well as the Caribbean Community Radio Station. Thank you so much for tuning in. You know, Young Trouble also went through his times, and that's where he gets his name from. He's come out of the system to make a change, and with his strong support system from his family, he's now releasing his mixtape in December of 2018. Wow. Wow. It's just, you know, you can do it. You can make that change. You can do it. And so, I mean, you know, we just have to, we just have to be willing to change a little and also to change who we associate with and our minds.
Beautiful. That's one of the songs that I think is very revel I mean relevant to this show. Calling yourself beautiful, even after something that has gone through so bad. But now you're beautiful, you know. Wow. It's just been a wonderful show. And I'm I'm just I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm loving how people are coming on and telling you how things can change for them. Definitely. Wow. So, I mean, I've got some really cool new music as well as uh, older music, and I'm just going to go ahead and play stuff I haven't heard in a while. So here we go.
right, all right. I'm right. We're going to go ahead and continue with our interview today. I want to thank you for calling in. Please tell everybody who you are and what you do, please. Hi, I'm the Cracking Music. I'm a singer and songwriter of EDM um, electronic music. Awesome, awesome. Huh? Okay, so um, tell me. What what I mean? How did you get started? And what I mean? How did you get that name? Oh, the Kraken! <laughs> it's a funny name, right? Yeah. Cause it's the name of a monster. Yeah. Well, I I think my name um came more over my personality. You know, I'm a I usually do stuff that in my area there's most DJs, so. When I come as a singer and I kind of reach all the areas, I mean, I have fans from all over the world, even being, like, from Brazil. So I have fans from U.S., China. So this this kind of thing is kind of uh, – people always tell me that I have too, you know, strong personality. So that's why they always call, like, a monster, and it kind of stuck. So it was, like, the Kraken, the sea monster and stuff like that. Um, so, <laughs> how different is it coming from a different country to do music? Um, actually, I started. I'm from Brazil, but I started internationally because I started um, as a songwriter in English. So I had more opportunities, and I had more opportunities to work with different people uh, outside of Brazil because here in Brazil we talk Portuguese. So mainly the songs that goes, you know, inside my country are in Portuguese. We do have audience for international artists, but from, uh-huh. you know, the music industry here, it's concentrated in Portuguese. So, I mean, at, at first I was a little bit shocked and a little bit afraid of, you know, working with producers from all around the world. But then I thought it was kind of, you know, the best thing that could happen to me because I got the opportunity, I had the opportunity to work with so many different people and, you know, figuring out a style, uh, you know, a, um, music that could work for me, like different um, from anything else. Mm-hmm. What is it like to work with different people from different, different walks of life? Is it, is it a different standard? I, I mean, is there a different way you work with people because of where they're from or is it the same? Definitely, definitely. You you just talked all over a point that is very important. I mean, talking and working with different people, it's all about getting to know a little bit of the culture because um, as you work with people, as you talk with people, and, and they have, like, different ways of, of dealing with stuff, you have to be very polite so don't get to say something that would sound rude or they won't understand. So the first thing, you have to be polite and you you have to be always careful with that culture. Mm-hmm. I know people say, oh, music business and, and artists, they all talk the same language. It's not exactly that. I mean, I have so many funny stories of, of you know, dealing with producers from Italy, producers from uh, Asia that you know understand things completely different, and even fans. So we have to always be careful, but it's always fun because you get to know different cultures and you get to get different references for your songs and even for your life. Mm. 
And, you know, that's important because a lot of people think it's all the same all around. It really isn't the same all around. And you're right. You do have to be careful. What kind of, I mean, when you figured out that this is what you want to do in life, that, you know, you want to go through music, did you have any doubt? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> a lot, actually, because um, working with art is, is I think it, you kind of, can compare like walking in the dark. You don't know exactly what's going to happen, uh, but you have like a purpose. You you create art or you work with art because you want to say something to the world. So that was my main goal. So I always try to push things into my purpose. And even when things get hard, because it can get hard, people sometimes think that, Working with art is all glamorous and all this stuff, but there is the boring part too, and especially not knowing exactly what is going to happen. But I think studying, preparing yourself, and improving is the best way of going, but definitely is not something easy. But what makes it worth it is having a purpose, is doing something that you think that is, you know, bigger than yourself. Mm. And when you okay, when you look back on everything that you've done so far, what is the biggest thing that you think made that that so important in your life? And music is so important in your life. What is that? What is that turning point? Um, a turning point uh, was when I start receiving messages from from people that I didn't even realized that my music was, you know, reaching. Um, mm-hmm. I did receive messages from people from U.S., but uh, from Asia, I mean, from China, there's a closed market, like a really close one. They don't use YouTube. They don't use Facebook. So having, you know, knowing that your song touched uh, people that you couldn't even imagine, this was mm. the main thing for me, and having like a, a a close relationship with them, and they send me messages that I being able to reply it. Uh, this was like a turning point. I never thought it could be like that. We always imagine how things are going to work, but it's always surprising when things really happen. Mm. Mm. That is important to me. That's important. I'm not really sure if that's important to you. But turning points are always, always the most important thing ever because that helps yes. you to decide, yes. you know, where you're going to go. So what's next for you? Exactly. Um, now I'm really starting to touring. Like um, I worked uh, on the songs first. Actually, now that you're mm-hmm. talking about it, I can say uh, before that a turning point uh, that was very important for me. I was working with songs uh, with a record label in Italy. I was working, you know, with industry, but I didn't feel that I was, you know, having like my own style. And I traveled to Italy to the record label and then to U.S. And I figured out what I wanted to do, the style that pop electronic that now is what I do. Mm. So that was a turning point. And I mean, that was important because on the last year, like, been a year already and mm-hmm. I took my career in my hands 
so I did all the promo, all the stuff, like all the videos and talk with the fans. And things changed, like, so, so fast and so much in a year that I'm, you know, about to start a tour and starting in Arizona and then L.A., um, California, and then Florida, Orlando. So mm. this was very impressive for me because it's been only a year and I already started touring. This tour was supposed to happen only next year along with Europe and Asia tour. So mm. things start, you know, taking a different um, – uh, start happening faster, you can say that. Right. Wow. Well, I want to congratulate you and say thank you so much for being on the show. I mean, when it comes to your music, when it comes to everything, I, I wish nothing but the best of you, but most of all, a safe and productive tour. You guys can reach her at oh, the cracking.com. And, uh, it, wow, I thank you so much. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much for the interview. Um, thank you. You know, for all, I think it was all cool questions, especially the turning points. You're right. That was very important. And, and no one ever asked me that in that way. So I thought it was really cool. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you for the wishes of the tour. Um, have an amazing, amazing, you know, radio show. Uh, thank you. Thank you for calling in. And don't be a stranger. You let us know how that tour goes. I'm interested. Yeah, of course, of course. I'm going to call you back this November. I'll be in U.S. and probably calling you from there. That's awesome. I can't wait. That's amazing. Yes, yes, yes. All right. All right. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Bye. Well, you guys can reach her at thecrackinmusic.com. That's the K-R-A-K-E-N music.com. We're going to go ahead and take our next caller, I want to say thank you so much for calling in. Please tell everybody who you are and what you do, please. Hi, are you talking to me? I am. Hi, my name is Dan Sides. I'm with the band Revolution. Uh, I guess I was supposed to call you at 10.15, but got some miscommunication. So I'm calling in now to see if we can go ahead and do this. Well, it's always better late than never, darling. So tell me about the name I want to know about the name You want to know about the name Revolution Well uh, There's a couple of different uh, Little ideas on that On the evolution of the name Uh, I always like to Kind of play around with words and stuff. I like to read a lot and things like that. I transpose letters and stuff just for fun. I know it sounds stupid, but it's just something I do when I'm bored. Uh, and I came up with the word revolution one time, and uh, I got to thinking about what would that word mean if it was a real word. So to me, uh, you know, throughout history, you know, whenever whenever there's been like a major problem in governments or whatever, you know, the the people have risen up to overthrow or whatever, and they call that a revolution. Well, I mean, obviously, you know, we live in troubled times today, and uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. I don't recommend that anybody rises up and overthrow a government or anything. That could be suicidal. But well, yeah. but definitely, you know, there there should always be people working for change, you know. And the human 
condition, you know, we're kind of, you know, we're all a little bit good and a little bit evil, if you want to use those terms. And in order to, in order to make a change, you've got to get angry. Well, that anger has to come from kind of a dark place inside of you, you know, the so-called evil side. So, mm-hmm. so to me, you got to have that evil to have the courage to make the change. So you need to have a revolution. So that's where that came from. Ah, I love it. I love it. Thank I want to say before we continue that I do see my next caller on the line. Just hold on. Be patient with us. You know, it is something to, I mean, the play on words. I, I love the play on words. We've already played your song. I love it. I actually love rock and roll, too. I'm a, like a music connoisseur. I like all kinds of music, so I love it. Um, but now that, you know, you're a part of a band, what is it like to be a piece of a puzzle? Uh, well, it's pretty amazing uh, to tell you the truth. Uh, you know, I've been I've been playing music for well many decades. I'm not going to give away how old I am, but uh, you know, I've been in different bands and stuff here and there, and uh, you know, and they're kind of fun learning how to play songs and and different instruments and things like that. But this band, being being my personal creation, uh, you know, I kind of always had a vision of where I wanted it to go, but having other other members and they bring in their own influences, you know, the kind of music they grew up with influences how they play and you know, I mean even tiny things like whether or not they do upstrokes or downstrokes on the guitar, you know, things like that. And it's it's added such a huge dimension to these songs that I've written. So so different from what I had initially envisioned, yet it's so much better. It's 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 made it more cohesive, even though the influences are a little eclectic, you know. So it's very gratifying to me to hear our first professional recording of the five-piece band just just sounds so huge and so heavy, and it just feels like it brings my message out even more than what I had originally wanted. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I do know what you mean because I'm a part of a band as well, and being a part of a band, you have different characters. What is it like to have to deal with different characters? Because everybody is different in the band. Do you treat everybody the same, or do you approach things differently when it comes to certain things and certain situations? Well, I mean, obviously, you know, when you're when you're dealing with people, everybody's different. You know, we have different likes, we have different dislikes, we have different pet peeves and stuff. So, so a lot of of learning to interact with these other guys is the same as learning to interact with any stranger. You kind of gotta shut your mouth and listen. You gotta pay attention to these people and and try to get a feel of them, their vibe, you know, what it is that they, that they're into and what they're not into or whatever. And it kind of helps you learn how to, to communicate. And, uh, I've never been a confrontational person, so that's probably a really good thing. Um, when, you know, when I'm sensing something isn't quite, quite working right, I got a pretty good way of, of discussing that with the guys. But at the same time, I, you know, I deal with them all on an equal basis. You know, I'm not, I'm not any bigger part of this than they are, even though most of the stuff is written by me. Uh, to me, it's an even five-way split in the band for, for credit and, and all of that because these guys bring so much that I couldn't bring myself. I couldn't do this without them. So so I make sure that they understand how important they are in all of this and, and that I couldn't do it without them. And, and then I just learned to figure out what it is that that they are about 
and then whenever I have a conversation with them, I try to keep it in within their interests so that they're engaged. Mm-hmm. It's important to be that piece that moves the band forward. When you say that you're the instrumental part of the creation of the band, what is it like to be the band leader? Well, it's uh, it's it's interesting. Um, you know, I've never <laughs> never gone this this. <laughs> I've never gone this far in a band before. You know, uh, I've always been just kind of a, a a cog in the machine in other bands that I've been in. You know, and and I know that I hated that. I I hated being in somebody else's band where I didn't feel like I was getting enough spotlight where I didn't feel like I was getting enough credit and uh, so I go out of my way to not do that to the guys that I'm working with now and then there's the responsibility side of it I'm the one that communicates with the manager I'm the one that that uh that gets these you know when she says well how about this gig I'm the one that has to ask everybody hey can we do this you know do you guys want to do that you know it's going to cost this or or we're going to have to do it this time or whatever you know so uh I'm learning. <laughs> well, we'll say that. I'm learning. <laughs> you know, I commend you for everything, and I definitely appreciate you calling in today and being on the show. You know, it is, I mean, you know, being, like I said, being a part of a band is unique. What, what, what kind of advice do you give someone who's a part of a band? What, what kind of advice do you give them to be, or to become that instrumental piece that's kind of like, not like a throwaway, you know, someone that can be interchangeable. Bring your very best. Bring your A game every single time, whether it's a rehearsal, whether it's some, some gig at a, at a backwater watering hole or some big arena. It doesn't matter. Bring your A game every single time and deal with everybody else like human beings. Those are the two biggest pieces of advice I could give anybody trying to do this. Wow. Well, we're going to go ahead and put your website up for everyone to see. Revol- uh, how you say it again? Revolution. 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 Yes. Wow. That yep. Revolution. Your, your new single, we already played that. You were a little late on that one. but well, I know. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I liked it. I really did like Oh, good. I'm glad you did. Thank you. Definitely, definitely, you guys. Hey, Bastard is amazing. See? I didn't know the name. (laughs) (laughs) So you guys are going to be, you guys uh, did your new uh, EP release on October the 27th, right? Yes, that'll be this Saturday the 27th at the Boiler Room in Temecula. Yay, Temecula. You guys want to go out and see a, 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 a wonderful band. I'm looking at your pictures. I love this. Are you the one with the beard? Uh, I'm the one with the beard and the hat, yes. I love your beard. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I love beard. It's amazing. Love it, love it, love it. Great-looking band. Thank you so much, Revolution, for being on the show. Thank you so very much. Thank you. I appreciate you taking my call. All right, then. We'll talk again soon. You tell me how that, that, that EP thing goes. I hope you sell out. I hope you, like, pack the place so good that they want you back 50 million more times. That's amazing. Well, I hope so, Thank too. You. I will let you know how it goes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. All right. All right. Bye. Wow. All right, bye.
I am loving it. You see how many people come on the show, and they have so much to offer and so much knowledge and so much inspiration. I mean, I love it. I love it. I love it. And there's, I mean, there is no amount of anything that could tell me that this is not inspirational today. You know, from homeless to military, from the, the prison, the jail, to, you know, the music, to the recording studio, um, a band leader, you know, not liking, you know, someone who doesn't like what the way they've been treated to now they have a band and they're treating them the way they want to be treated. These are all wonderful things here, and we all have lessons to learn. This here is going to help you, inspire you. I hope it really does get you motivated to do whatever it is you want to do in your life to become that person, to change your life or that leap. And we have our next guest on the line. I want to say thank you so much for calling in. Please tell everybody who you are and what you do, please. Yo, 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 what up, what up? This is Slim Cutter. I am the hip-hop artist, Mr. Party Rapper himself, the Undisputed Hustler. Oh, I love it, I love it. Okay, I've asked everybody about this, and I'm going to have to ask you how to get your name, okay, because everybody today has had a unique <laughs> name, except for my first guest who uses his own name. But, I mean, come on, tell me about it. All right, so uh, Slum is a childhood name. Um, all of my friends growing up, I was always the uh, skinny, linky kid uh, out of the pack. I uh, ran with uh, all of my friends, so uh, naturally I uh, adopted the name Slum. And uh, it kind of stuck with me all the way through college and, uh, you know, through my adult life. And a good friend of mine, a good childhood friend of mine, a business partner of mine, Eno Capo, um, started calling me Cutter. And mm. from there, uh, you know, so it was some calling me Slim, some calling me Cutter. And from there, when I decided to do the Music, uh, from the standpoint of being an artist, I just combined it and I added. It was uh, it was K U T T A, but I added the capital R on the end, uh, on the end of it. And actually, the capital R is silent. Most people say Slim Cutter, but it's Slim Cutter. So um, <laughs> <laughs> the capital R is silent. So uh, that's how the name came about. Wow, and you have a new single out. Tell us about that. All right, so the new single, uh, I'm pretty excited about it. I feel like this is going to be the biggest record I released to date. It's called Overdose on Love. And what it is is I'm from New Orleans, um, and everybody knows New Orleans is known for bounce music. So uh, how the single just came about and how it came to life is that uh, it's produced by Uncle Suge. It's mixed by uh, by, uh, Rich. And we're in the studio, and he kind of put on this bounce beat. And when I first heard it, it was kind of like the hook kind of like just came about, like, where she at, where she at, there she go. And it was kind of just one of those things where I was in the studio just playing around with it. And um, we decided to go with uh, wanted, go with the beat for the EP. And when I began to write it, after I wrote the first verse, um, it, just took, it, it just took on a, a whole different form, a whole different life of itself. From the from the standpoint of it's not the typical bounce song that you would uh, hear in New Orleans uh, and that people are used to, and it is it, really if you listen to what I'm saying, it's like a motion picture. You can close your eyes, you can visualize it. A lot of people have actually heard this uh, said that they've been 
in similar situations. And basically the, the song and, and the verses is about four individuals trying to navigate their way through a love triangle. And it has a mm-hmm. surprising twist on the end. So um, definitely everybody go check that out. Overdose on Love is streaming on all, all major platforms. You can go download it and stream it. Definitely go put it in rotation. I think you will really enjoy it. Awesome, awesome. You know, I have to say that it has been one of those great interviews where people have gone through ups and downs, ins and outs, um, you know, and I'm looking at, at your site, and, it's, you, you know, you love the American music, the entertainer, and all that stuff. Your debut album, A Conversation at the Wiz End, uh was a diverse mix of including jazz and classical. How did you kind of integrate those though, jazz and classical and hip hop? How did you do that? Well, uh, my older sister, uh, my older sister Portia Williams, uh, she has always been around music. And I remember being uh, 12, 13, 14, 15 years old, and she was a jazz producer as well as she was a, a radio, um, she hosted a radio show on WWOZ Radio, and uh, it's all over my bio. Paul Williams of The Temptations is my first cousin, and my grandfather was a lead singer of a gospel quartet, uh, really popular in the uh, 50s, 60s, and early 70s. So music has kind of already been drenched in, in my family. And my older sister would just bring me around to these different, uh, different venues, different concerts, and I can remember just being younger, and I used to be like, okay, I don't want to hear no jazz. I'm not really interested in hearing no jazz. And then when I first heard it, and it was just um, hearing those live instruments being played and hearing the the singers tell their story, and and, and you can kind of just close your eyes and visualize it. And, um, hearing instruments, um, as they say, when you play the instrument, it talks to you. So hearing uh, somebody mm-hmm. playing the trumpet, playing the piano, playing the drums in a very unique way that I never was exposed to prior to that, I just was drawn in. And then uh, fast forward a little bit, she was over communication for the Alabama Symphony and Orchestra. And I've always Ooh. loved classical music because it, it puts you in a, I, I call it a, a carefree, relaxed place and state of mind, you know. And uh, when I got to go to the live symphony and orchestras and, and really hear them and, and get to go to these different, uh, that's when I started going to some uh, Broadway plays and just hearing this live music, I was just drawn into it. And then naturally hip-hop, that being my background, my oldest brother, you know, he used to rap. Um, nothing professional, but, you know, he used to kind of freestyle around the house. And, you know, he, he recorded a few songs. I was drawn into it by him as far as the hip-hop. So me just being a fan and an avid lover of music, when I mm-hmm. started to record music myself, those were the type of things that I like to listen to. So I, I, I and, it, and I, it's not like I purposely set out. It just kind of came to life like that. When we were listening to the beats on what beats I was going to pick, I, I, I was drawn to all of the beats that kind of had live instruments in and that, you know, even though you made it uh, with an 808, you can still take that same beat and have a symphony and orchestra played or a live band play live and backing me up and get that get that full effect. So uh, that's kind of the whole mindset behind behind including all of those different genres of music. It was just me being a fan of it. 
and I just felt like, you know, I got a good ear for music, <laughs> you know, and not, not to seem, uh, you know, conceited or anything like that, but, you know, I, I, I really wanted to really wanted to make some good fun music that people of all ages, all all backgrounds can really enjoy. So mm-hmm. that's how it all came about. Now I'm going to ask you about that turning point in 2005, as the role of general manager, mm-hmm. general manager of Street uh, Freak Music. Tell me about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I see Matthew Knowles involved, the Nugs involved, Interscope Records. Tell me about all that. Okay, so uh, I, prior to Hurricane Katrina, you know, uh, I'm from New Orleans. Everybody know that Hurricane Katrina hit in August 2005. But prior to that, I was uh, in college uh, playing basketball up in Vermont and finishing up my degree. And uh, when um, about a month or two before Hurricane Katrina hit, I used to throw parties and and throw parties and uh, kind of do the promotion thing when I was home uh, during the breaks. And uh, a friend of mine, Reginald Williams, um, he introduced me. I went to high school, actually, with the Nux, Alan Trail. I went to high school with him, so we knew each other. But he really, like, introduced me to him later on when they were really heavy and dressed into music. And they ended up getting a deal with Matthew Knowles and later on signing with Interscope. And they hired me on. I first started off, I was going to help out with the promotion thing. And it kind of evolved into when they started, they got a label deal when they started with the uh, Chic Freak Music and it was uh, signed through Matthew Knowles. They put me on as their gen- general manager. And um, shout out to my homie Juicy, that's his little brother. Uh, from there, I just went off and running and, and fully into, you know, music from a manager's uh, standpoint. And learning, and I, and it was kind of one of the things where I learned hands on. You know, I didn't I didn't really have too much previous experience in this, so it was kind of like you learn trial by fire, trial and error. I went and I went. I remember going to Barnes and Noble, getting books on the music industry, reading up on it, uh, calling everybody I knew, calling my older sister, you know, asking all of the questions. And uh, I was just blessed that I was able to meet uh, people along the way that really helped me, mentored me. Drew Young, uh, he's a he had a big uh, impact on things, uh, Melvin Foley, he's part of my management team, you know, I, w- I was really uh, blessed and fortunate to be able to be surrounded by those people, and then currently now, uh, Birdie and uh, Keller with uh, B-Squad Management, just consistently uh, being around people that really, uh, you know, have really been helpful to me in this whole process. So that that was the kind of turning point when I was like, okay, this is what I want to do. Um Along with everything else I was doing, but that 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 was the turning point for me. Wow, wow! Now, you know, I always try to give advice to people because there are a lot of people out there that want to do something, and sometimes it's what you do, or they just need inspiration to to move forward, to kind of start or continue. Mm-hmm. What kind of you know advice would you give, or inspiration would you give to these people out there listening to you today? I would say just go for broke. And what I mean by that is um, whatever it is, whatever goal you set for yourself, go after it. You know, uh, never put it off. Don't say, oh, well, I, I'm going to wait and I'll start a month from now, a week from now, a day from now. If, if you're really passionate and really want to do this, whatever it may be, 
and when, whatever it may be, just go do it. Uh, and but you but you got to give it your all. You got to go all the way in, fully commit to it, because that's the only way you really see uh, and get and get a hundred percent out of it. Like if you just go fifty percent, you can't expect for things to fall in place and things to go as well as they would if you give it your all. If you give it your all, things will happen for you. You know. Uh, people will then, you know, you'll start you'll start finding yourself uh, being surrounded around, uh, you know, the right people and the people saying that your work ethic and that you're really going after it, they'll begin to offer a helping hand. So I, I would tell everybody, I always say, uh, you know, at the end of my show, love God, love life, and ain't no standing around and looking and, and make something happen. So you've got to make something happen for yourself. You have to make something happen. And one thing you can't can't be afraid of you can't be afraid of failure, um, you know, because if you if you fail, you got to continue, continue, continue going. Because um, all it takes is that one yes, you know. You could be told no a million times. All it takes is that one yes. Once you get that one yes, or you can fail a million times. All it takes is that one success, and then you off and running. So I would just tell everybody, just don't put it off. Just go for it, you know. Hmm. That's important. That's important. Where can people reach you? Okay, so definitely you can log on to my website at plumcutter.com. Uh, it's going to have all the information about me, upcoming events, touring, the whole nine. It'll have also all of my social media social media handles. Uh, you can reach me on IG at Slim Undisputed as well as Twitter. So both of those are Slim Undisputed or Facebook at Slim Undisputed. Uh, I'm sorry, at slumcutter.com. So Slum Undisputed is for IG and Twitter. Slum Cutter is for Facebook. And then, you know, one-stop shop at slumcutter.com. And my music mm. is streaming all on uh, all, all major platforms. So. Awesome, awesome. Well, Slum Cutter, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for, I no, mean, just thank being you. Thank you, thank you. It's important. It's definitely important uh, to just, make sure that we're going forward, that we're inspirational, and that, you know, we're going after our goal. I have one more question for you. How mm-hmm. important is it to have that support system in place for you to move forward with your goals? It's very important. It's very important um, to to move forward. With any goal that you set, you can't be afraid to lose. And what I mean by that, sometimes you're going to lose friendships, uh, relationships, um, <laughs> you know, uh, and I'm just speaking from personal experience. Uh, sometimes you're going to lose um, from a financial standpoint, but you just can't be afraid of that. And with that being said, those who really believe in you, those who really care for you, those who really want to see you do well and not looking for anything in return, they're going to be there to catch you and, and, and build that real support system. Like, I'm lucky and blessed that uh, my, my road manager is my friend. We've been friends for over 25 years. Uh, one of my um, – the person who handles all of my video and uh, music manager when I'm on the road, he, he's my cousin. Uh, my DJ is, uh, you know, my, my, my best friend, slash little brother. So I really have went, I really was able to surround myself with this family, you know, and that's when I, whenever I say undisputed hustlers, I refer to undisputed hustlers, I'm referring to Wayne, I'm referring to Streams, I'm referring to Swave. These guys, 
you know, that that are there for you and really just want to see you do well. And then, you know, with my management from Birdie to uh, Taylor to Melvin, you know, whether I was doing music or not, I just feel and I know that uh, they would want to see me do well, you know. So uh, it's very, very important. But the key to that, though, the key to that is remaining humble uh, and staying true to yourself and also just having a, a, a real go get it kind of kindred spirit about yourself because nobody is going to believe in your dream and, and go hard uh, behind your goal more than you. You know, if they see you not really a hundred percent serious about it, there's no way that they can commit to it because this is not something necessarily that they initially wanted for themselves. But when they see that you're really serious about it, you're really dedicated about it, then you know, they would have no problem investing the time and energy and giving you the love and the support that you need to push you along the way, you know. And mm-hmm. it's just that unconditional love that you can get, you know, like from my wife, my kids, um, my family, you know, they're going to be there, you know, wh- whether I was rapping or not, you know. It, but along the way, you're going to meet other people that actually bring something to the table. Like I said, I just the hustlers, B-squared management, uh, both of Melvin, those are the people, uh, Drew, um, Aubrey, those are the people that are going to really support you and really adapt for you because they see that you're serious about it and they see that you really have a drive about it, you know. So mm-hmm. you, you draw, you put out good energy and you and you get good energy in return, you know. And it's that old saying, you know, doing to others that you would want them to join to you. So, you know, it's kind of like whatever you put out there, that's what you'll, you'll get back. Yeah, I agree with that. Definitely agree with that. I want to thank you, Slim Cutter, again, for being on the show and bringing your knowledge and bringing your inspiration and just being an inspiration. Thank you again so much. I wish nothing but the best for you. And you yeah. got to come back and tell me how all of this is going to be going down. I mean, I mean, you got a lot going on. I definitely on. will. I appreciate you, too. Thank you so much for having me, no uh, give, allowing me to, you know, uh, call in and, you know, kind of buy with you for a second. I, I'm, I'm definitely a fan now of the show, and I definitely will call in uh, and just let you know how things going. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Definitely. Definitely. Do that. Do that. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. <laughs> All right, then. Go. go. I tell you, wow. I mean, you know, I had so many people tell me, yeah, yeah. Why you want to do a show with people just talking about their inspirational messages or, or things they're doing? Why, why, why is that important? I said that's a very important thing to ask me. You see, these people that come on this show help me get out of depression. They help me get out of depression. I did this show to inspire me and look at me now. And it's not because of me. Yeah, okay, I, I had the talent. Great. But I had no motivation. This show is so important. If it is only important to one person, I've done my job. I will be the second person that this will be important to. Because inspiration comes in all forms and fashions. Inspires you to be 
that person that you want to become or to continue being the person that you are. We all have something to contribute to each other. And I've touched the lives of the people that have been on this show, and they have touched mine. I want to thank you for tuning in to Dream Chasers Radio. I am the host and founder of Dream Chasers Radio. And uh, proudly say that I'm definitely not the only one that's loving this show. I want you to continue to dare to be different, guys, and just continue to listen to the show. Please share it. We are on Spotify, iTunes, iHeart, Google Play. Uh, put us on, you know, uh, we have an underused, I always say this, we have an underused YouTube, so please subscribe and start listening to the videos on YouTube as well. And uh, I am still getting that Roku station up. I'm telling you, it is not easy. I'll be putting all of the stuff up. If you have music and you want to send it in, please do. But we're looking for music videos of all kinds, so please make sure you send your music video, the link to your video to dreamchasersradio at gmail.com so that we can place it up on our Roku station and put it up uh, for our rotation on our Dream Chasers Radio network on Roku. Thank you again so much for tuning in. And uh, this is Yaya Diamond. I'll talk to you again on Sunday. We're going to have an early show Sunday at noon. So be there or be square. (laughs) Until next time, guys. Bye. Yeah.